Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, the one-third planning rule, part two. Here we go. Let's do an example again, because people are going to wonder. Let's say you're a VP. Wow. Mike's a VP. Look, you could be CIO, right? Let's use the old-fashioned example, the sort of core example that works in many, many big companies, which is as a VP, you have directors reporting to you. They have senior managers reporting to them. The senior managers have managers as directs, and the managers finally have individual contributors working for them. So, you're four steps removed from any individual contributor, VP to director, director to senior manager, senior manager to manager, and then manager to individual contributor. So four levels between you and the folks down in the weeds. And in the example to come, right, example I'm going to set up, every level in your organization is going to have some responsibility. Okay? Okay. We, we, okay, cool. So your boss comes to you. Maybe your boss is a high DI. No, that wouldn't happen. Maybe you have to redo budgets in light of a competitor spinning off a division and your firm might actually acquire it. Or maybe you're thinking that your, your boss is thinking, your division president is say, hey, look, we want to actually acquire some of their customers because they're going to be in turmoil. So let's free up some budget for that. Or maybe we'll, we'll hire away three or four of the best people. And so we need to figure out what the budget might be for that. There's going to be budget adjustments. Okay. And your boss says, I need it in three weeks, 15 days from now, 15 work days from now. Now, let's say to make our example easy, today is a Wednesday and it's the first of the month. Now, for the record, before everyone gets too nervous as we run through this example, this scenario is a big enough deal that it would bring into effect the warning order guidance that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. So, as we'll explain in a minute when we get to warning order, Everybody is going to know that they have something coming up in the next two to three weeks. I think that's important. Yeah. We're going to combine yeah. the one-third planning rule with the warning order, right? And, and Mike, it's interesting. The one-third planning rule, actually, I learned it in the Army, and the warning order is specifically an Army thing. Somebody asked me in Toronto recently, gosh, Mark, you know, does all this stuff from the Army really work? And I said, well, how much of our stuff do you think comes from the Army? He says, well, I assume everything. Wow. No. <laughs> These two things do, but not everything. In fact, I would guess less than 10%, maybe even 5% at that. Yeah, maybe. Come from. Although I can I can understand why people might yeah. think that we just ripped this all off the army. <laughs> yeah, because you call me sir all the time or, or the other way around, one or the other. I salute, um, but that's just that's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So let's walk through the one-third planning rule in action at all levels of this example. Okay. So the VP, which is Mike, he gets to think about things, come up with some overall planning, do whatever VPs do. I wouldn't know, right? In the first five days, you get one third of the 15 days. So you get five days, which means you're going to give guidance to your directors, maybe all of them, maybe some of them, maybe only one of them, depending upon who's going to be responsible for budgeting work. No later than first thing Wednesday morning, the 8th, one week, five business days from now. And the 8th is one week from now and two weeks before the deadline. All right? I get a week. Okay. Right. 
You get a whole week. One third, one week. Okay, I got it. Yeah, good. I, I follow that much. Here. <laughs> so far. I, I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's going to figure out a different number of days and figure out <laughs> how it breaks down and so on. I picked it just because I thought it would make it easy. When you do one thirds, unless you pick a number that's divisible by three a couple of times, it's going to break down pretty quickly. You're going to end up with fractions or decimals after the or or numbers after the decimal point other than zero. Let's put it that way. Okay, so now your directors have are getting their guidance first thing Wednesday morning, and they have two weeks left, which is 10 business days. The directors get one third of that, which rounded down, which means they get three days. So they get Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to do whatever they need to do, the 8th, 9th, and 10th of the month. And they then owe their senior managers any guidance they can add to yours no later than first thing Monday the 13th. Hypothetically, they could get it Friday at the end of the day, right? But in terms of the one-third planning rule, Friday close of business is the same thing as Monday morning first thing. Okay. And they may choose to, to, to give an additional warning order Friday afternoon and say, don't work on it over the weekend, but Monday morning, we're going to start, be thinking about it in your head, be ready to come to hit the ground running Monday morning. So in, in this example, continuing down, the senior managers, now notice, by the way, you as a VP got five days, your directors only get three. All right. The senior managers get their guidance first thing Monday morning, the 13th, and they only have seven days left. Now, we know some of you are getting itchy here, and we're going to come back to this. We're not, we're not saying that when, say, the VP gets his five days, he's doing so in isolation. He's quite possibly during that time, Mike is quite possibly interviewing, intermediate, he's meeting with his directors, and they may very well know what's happening in detail, but he is not going to say, don't work. Uh, until five days. He is no later than five days. He's going to give them all their marching orders. They're going to know everything they need to know. Okay. And again, five days is the maximum the VP is going to get. Okay, back to the scenario though. The senior managers get one third of seven days, which rounded down is only two days. So they talk to their managers on Wednesday morning, the 15th. And the managers now have five days left. Well, you divide five by three and round down, the managers only get one day to think about it, plan it, consider it, delegate it, project out the impact on their existing workload and so on. That means that our individual contributors, whether they're analysts or budget specialists or planning associates or whatever, they get four days to do whatever work they need to do. Now, some things, three things I want to share here that are worthwhile noting at this point. Yeah. Before you do that, I'll tell you one thing I want to share. That's why we have flat organizations. We have the CEO, <laughs> 1,000 directs. <laughs> We're going to save a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah. Flat organizations are a big fat lie. Yeah. All these companies, these new age organizations say, we're going to be totally flat or we're not going to have any titles. Yeah. Not so much. doesn't work as well as people think. Human beings crave organizational hierarchy. Maybe not 25 levels. They still want to be connected to the soul of the work that they do and that are the customers that benefit from the work, but flat organizations are not the solution. Uh, they've been tried and they're not terribly effective. Okay. But I got to ask this though. How many of you listening, hearing this scenario, when we started off by giving the VPs five old days, ever dreamed that the individual contributors would still end up with four days all by themselves 
as opposed to just one or two. And that's the whole point of the one-third planning rule is that it protects both the senior people because problems at the senior level that need to be thought about are more complex than problems at the junior level. They are. And yet it still leaves junior people with plenty of time to do the actual work. Something else. Some people who are listening could say, well, but whatever work the individual contributors have to do, they're still going to need time to get that work up through all those various levels to get back up through the, you know, through the manager, senior manager, director, and VP. Those bosses are all going to demand to see the work. Those only, those individual contributors are only going to get a day, right? Because even though they say they have four days, the manager is going to want it a day earlier than the senior manager is going to want it a day earlier than the director is going to want it a day earlier than the VP. Suddenly, yeah, okay. And a couple of thoughts on that, folks. First of all, of course, you can include whatever, quote, sending the work back up the chain timeline you have in your own deadlines. You could shorten this timeline by the by a week and say, we're going to use the week before the three-week deadline to vet all the work at the lower levels. And then you would do the one-third, two-third planning rule for four different levels over 10 days rather than 15 days. You just replan everything. Here's the math for you. Consider this. If you took one week off of these five levels of planning using the one-third planning rule, the individual contributors still get three days to get their work done. Do the math, folks. I've already done it. I'm a high eye, though, so you might want to check it. Yeah. And that's four levels, right, we're talking about. Yeah. If yeah. you consider the VP, VP, senior, VP, director, senior manager, manager, individual contributor, it's actually five levels. There's just four levels of separation. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. So you only lose one day, even though you lose a week of time, because the one-third planning rule protects the people at the bottom, as well as protecting the people at the top. And look, there's also something else at work here, something for many of you folks to think about. Many managers, when they learn about this simple rule, have a response along the lines of, why would I want to hold back on sharing stuff? Why would I take five days when I could get it out to everybody right now? Isn't that what a manager who cares about his directs and their directs would do? And the answer is, well, yes and no. First of all, the one-third rule is designed with that thought in mind. Get things to your folks as soon as you can. That's good. We don't have any problem with that. But it is not enough as a leader to simply forward work down fast without any guidance, without any concept, without any perspective, without any relativity to what you're doing. That work that is going to be passed down, it needs to be thought through in order to be directed. A plan needs to be formulated. Your organization needs guidance about how to approach things, about parameters, what's flexible, what's not, what resources can be used, what resources are freaking off limits. Too many managers in the modern speed-driven world that everybody complains about, which is not that much different. Folks, you can find people, managers in the 1920s say, things are just too fast, right? Of course, in 1905, I think the United States Customs Office said, we don't need this office anymore because everything of any importance has already been invented. <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, he forgot about space flight. <laughs> but too many managers in today's modern, quote, speed-driven, unquote, world have gotten used to not planning on the front end and then checking everything on the back end. And frankly, the managers just say, well, I like to get my stuff early to people and that way they can start working on it. But I need to check them. 
Well, first of all, they don't like being checked and they don't like you giving them what they consider to be false deadlines in order to check their work. It's your very lack of planning. You think of it as, well, I'm being protective of them, but they see it as lack of planning and guidance on your part. That lack of planning is what causes the frustration on the back end that managers say, gee, I, I, I'm a very caring boss. Why are people so frustrated? It's because you're being caring and not a boss. And when you're a VP or director, we expect you to be a boss. I don't mean an arrogant jerk. I mean somebody who actually does the work they're paid to do. Think through the the problem you've got and put parameters about it and decide what the thrust of the solution is going to be rather than saying, let's have a thousand, let's have a thousand ideas bloom. Yeah, you can have a brainstorming session, but gee whiz, decide, make a decision. How many times have you been in a meeting and somebody says, those people five levels up, I wish they make a decision. Well, if you're a VP or director, that's you they're talking about. Other managers have gotten in the habit of not planning at all. Too many managers, folks, ignore their responsibilities to plan. They end up not thinking about next week and next month. They're busy managing their own priorities to literally to immediate deadlines. I can't talk to you right now. I'm on deadline. I'm on deadline. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Those kind of people, I just don't want to be around them. And those folks, and frankly, a lot of us too, have gotten into this urgent mode rather than into planning. And look, folks, I've heard it before. They say, I know I'm supposed to be ahead of the curve, Mark, but I'm barely keeping up. If I could magically get ahead, if I could have a week off to catch up on everything, and of course, I cannot do that, then I'd be okay. And these managers do the same thing. They don't give their folks any time at all. And then, of course, they also have to check things afterwards. And there are still some things we can do to be sure that we still do give our folks as much time as we can and yet still also protect ourselves and the fact that we need to give some guidance and parameters and so on. The one-third, two-third rule is a way to think about that. You might choose to take a little bit more, a little bit less on various projects, but if you keep it in mind, it gets you closer to the kind of balance that's reasonable for vertical organizations. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, one of the thoughts I had one when thinking of this, I thought this is this the one-third plan rule is a little bit the inverse or corollary to you know, the difficulty of organizational communications, right? I mean, that... that oh, gosh, yeah, you're right, totally right. It's so totally hard right. to get something done. And and if you think that each level of, of the management chain doesn't add value, then there's a problem. It's reasonable yeah. to take up to one-third time. Yeah. But but you don't have to take one-third time, right? So if, if you have three weeks and you need one day, would you agree with me that it you should take one day and not a third, meaning an entire yeah. week? Yeah, I would be willing to bet that 95% of the managers listening to this cast right now, I would tell them, you need to take that time because they're so busy. They can only get three or four hours out of it. I've told the story before about dry cleaners and how long does it take to dry clean a suit? It takes like 12 or 15 minutes to do everything. Now, there's a little bit of batch processing in there. You can give give that some, some leeway. But why is it then that you have to wait three days for your suit? They only add 15, 12, 15 minutes worth of value. The manager who schedules three or four hours worth of thinking over the course of five days, you could argue, put that three or four hours now. He says, well, no, I'm too busy. Well, okay. This is not perfection manager tools. This is not artificial world manager tools. This is real world manager tools. And we know you've got to figure out how to get that done. And you're not going to spend the entire five days of a 15-day deliverable doing nothing but planning that particular work. But for those of you who are totally swamped, 
there is no way out of your problem other than through the problem. A little bit of risk mitigation would help. There's probably some things you're doing right now that even if you got in trouble for not doing them, you wouldn't be in enough trouble that you would worry about it. And so you just ought to not do those things and shift from urgent to important, which is to say start planning rather than reacting. But that's a whole nother cast there. But yeah, the bottom line is you don't automatically get the entire third. You only should take what you need. The one third rule is not about us as managers getting more time. Look, the fundamental purpose of the one-third rule is to both help managers take enough time to add value to situations and efforts and also protect the organization's need to utilize everybody's capabilities. It's not to protect managers from directs. It's not to protect directs from managers. It's to protect both directs and managers. It's to protect the entire organization. Yeah, unlike unlike um, what Dilbert might suggest, managers do provide value, but they don't provide all the value. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I told you, hey, here are four blocks, figure out the solution, but you didn't know what the final solution was supposed to look like, you come up with an infinite number of solutions and you'd feel pretty crappy. Like, I don't feel like anyone's particularly good. Right. Managers put parameters on things and say, this is what the end result should look like. I've done this 25 times before. I know what my boss wants. He wants this or that or the other thing. If your boss gives you something and you pass it down raw to your directs and they've never done anything for your boss before, you're hurting your directs. You're suggesting that they should know what you know and that to give it to them quicker is better. No, taking some time and giving them guidance is better because it will make it easier for them to be effective rather than busy. So the point we're making here is you're not supposed to take all of the time you have simply because you have it. You're supposed to do whatever you need to do as efficiently as possible. In our 15-day example, for example, if every manager takes one less day than the rules suggest, in other words, one-third of the remaining time, whatever that is, minus one day at every level, now, get this though, folks, our individual contributors get six days. They get two more days. So that's 50% more time for the folks who are actually going to do the budget analysis or cost accounting that they need to do. And so if you want to be a manager who takes care of our folks while also still doing your job, Start with the one-third idea in your mind, and then if you want to be even more leaning toward taking care of your people, take less than that. If you have five days, take only three, and those two days are divvied back to the organization. So does the one-third planning rule suggest in any way that communication not happen? It's a three-week project, got deliverable in three weeks. I get a third of that time, so I get a week. Does the one-third plan rule suggest that since I'm doing my planning that first week that I'm not communicating anything for the first week? No, of course. Of course it doesn't. In fact, the moment you started saying it, the podcast that went through my head, not that I think about podcasts a lot, <laughs> um, the, the guidance we gave, it's been in the last year that um, when your boss, I'm pretty sure it's a podcast, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. If, Mike, if you're my boss and you tell me, hey, we need to do X and here's the deadline, if I'm passing along that work to my directs, or maybe it's not even an assignment, maybe it's just news about the company or it's information that might be interesting, when you give it to me, it's not enough for me just to forward the email on and put FYI. Right. Got to add some value to it. Yeah. You add some value. You ask, 
what does this mean for us? What is the value of this? Let me add value by saying, here's how this applies to us. And I'm amazed at the number of managers who think, oh, I've got to take mail from my boss because if he sent out a big distribution note, I need to put FYI and send it to everybody. Really? I mean, that's <laughs> that's the value. We're paying you for FYI? How long would it take a million monkeys typing away on computers for one of them to type in order FYI? Not very long. In fact, yeah. folks, don't ever send me a forwarded mail. I'm telling you now, don't ever send me a forwarded mail that starts with an FYI followed by somebody else's mail. I delete them. I think FYI is too much. So I just say FYI dot, dot, dot. It seems like it adds uh, a little bit more. It adds a little bit more, a little flavor. I yeah, love that. Twice I mean, as much, as a matter of fact. Yeah, <laughs> twice as, yeah, yeah, twice as much keystrokes there. Good, good. So yeah, look, the one third rule can be combined with giving advance notice. Why not? Right? The rule isn't designed to stop communication to your question. It's not designed to keep information from your organization. Because there's a difference between information and deliverables, right? It's designed to make sure that you have time you need to do your work and it helps your directs have the time they need to do their work. And if them knowing sooner what it is you're working on, even if they can't work on it, the better for them. Wouldn't you want to know earlier that something is happening? Sure you would. Sounds kind of like uh, a warning order. Uh, exactly. So while you're doing your work, you can send out a warning order, right? When you know your organization is going to be tasked with new responsibilities, you send out a warning order as a way of saying so. Hey, look, something's coming up. You send out an email. Uh, let me just make one up. Um, we've just learned you send out an email, uh, dear all or all or uh, team. We've just learned that Brand X, one of our competitors, for those of you who don't know, for a long time, Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble is famous in America. I don't, I've never done this, but I bet there's a wiki page for Brand X. If there isn't, there's some proctoid should create one. Brand X was the, the way that Procter & Gamble advertised their products against the competition. And it was just some brand name that they couldn't use. Um, and so Procter & Gamble tied cheer... Crest, Pampers, or whatever would compete against Brand X. This was in the 50s and 60s, particularly. So we've just learned that Brand X may be spinning off a division. This is the email, which creates some opportunities for us in the marketplace. The president has asked me to review our budgets for a potential shift in marketing or perhaps even a purchase. We owe him a full review in three weeks on the 22nd. New paragraph. For the next couple of days, and for those of you who get premium content, this will be in the premium content. Uh, for the next couple of days, I'm going to be figuring out what this means. Then a bunch of taskings will begin cascading throughout our group. If you want to blame somebody, blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everyone involved in budget planning is going to have some role in all this. So if you're involved in budget planning, just want to let you know, heads up, it's coming. Uh, if I were you, I'd want to know this sooner rather than later. Bottom line, folks, be ready to be tasked for some important work in the next couple of weeks. When your boss asks, he'll be asking for me, which is by extension, in this case, the division president. Exciting times for us. Good luck with what you're asked to do. Send questions if you need to. I'd appreciate getting that email if that were yeah. happening in our organization. Does that yeah. mean that I always have to send out a warning order? Are you recommending that? No, come on. No, I mean, no, no. God, if all you, you know, every time you had work to do, be assigning or delegating that, you know, you'd have to send out a warning order. No, 
it works in a lot of situations. We'll probably have some future guidance to give you all some rough ideas. But if it's going to engage more than 25 or 30% of your organization, for some of you, you might go as high as 40%. If it's going to engage more than that, then you probably send out a warning order. And there are pluses and minuses to them, but there are definitely a net positive in larger organizations. Okay, so this one-third planning rule, I, it seems to make a lot of sense to me. But, man, I, I bet you it really breaks down if – your subordinate managers aren't following the same guidance. Yeah. Oh, right? look, 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 we're talking. The mistake is the one-third planning rule, people think of it as an organizational rule. It's not. It's a managerial rule. I don't know. I, I mean, we've been doing this long enough, Mike, that it's possible somewhere in the world there are three or four levels of managers in the same company. Some guy or gal whose boss is listening to uh, who's listening and his boss is listening and his boss is listening and his boss is listening. We're talking to each one of you. You know, you can't control your boss, but you can control your the managers who report to you and the managers who report to them as well. So you've got to hold your managers to the same standard. Now, I, I think this is pretty obvious. Look, if Mike, if I work for Mike and Mike assigns me something and I have two weeks, he takes a week and me and my managers and individual contributors have two weeks left and I take the next week and a half and then shove it down my guy's throats. I got to tell you, that's a perfect chance for Mike to give me some feedback along the lines of, hey, Mark, can I give you some feedback? When you get something with 10 days advance notice and you finally deliver it to your folks with only two days, they produce low quality work without a lot of guidance from you. And I have to go back and recorrect your work. What can you do differently next time? Oh, well, I don't know. You know I, 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 hey, Mike, you're not, you know, uh, <laughs> let, me just say, let, me, let me say that again. What could you do <laughs> yeah, differently? Again, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. If you have managers or directors or senior managers working for you, it only helps a little if you apply the one third planning rule and then allow you those subordinate managers to plan poorly and further away the time you've given them and their directs by only taking a one third of the time that was remaining. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this stuff, it doesn't happen by magic. So folks, if you, if this makes sense to you and you plan on following it, then you know, like share, like share this with your organization. Yeah, look, if you're leading a multi-layer organization, folks, share with them how you see that one-third rule working at their level. Give your subordinate managers their timelines. If need be, share this guidance with them for those premium content subscribers. Print it out and show it to them. <laughs> right? I, I, you know, this this relates to something similar. We get so many questions about whether or not the manager tools Trinity one-on-one feedback coaching and delegation, the famous. Two engineers coming up with a four-part trinity, questioning whether or not it can be encouraged by lower-level managers. The, the idea that, well, if Mark works for Mike, Mike can do the trinity, but Mike, Mike shouldn't encourage Mark to do it or say, hey, Mark, you work for me. This is how we manage in my division. You will do these things because I don't know why because, well, I have some thoughts. I don't know what the actual reason is, but I think people believe the false, the vicious, dirty lie that management is an individual personality-driven endeavor. Ooh, I can hardly say it without spitting. <laughs> um, 90% of the managers in the world, 90-plus percent of the managers in the world still believe management is a singular, a selfish, an individualistic, a personality-driven endeavor, and that they can't encourage, God forbid, let alone enforce, a more effective way of doing things. I got to tell you something. You know, it's funny. 20 years ago, you would have heard that from salespeople, that salespeople, sales can't be done this way. But trust me, folks, sales is already moving in the direction of systemic 
modularization of sales calls and reporting and you got to dot the I's and cross the T's. Not because it'll make everybody great salespeople, but it reduces the chances that people will suck at selling. And so, yeah, if you're a director and you've got senior managers and managers and contributors, tell them how long you expect and tell them, I expect you to copy me on the mail you send to your folks so I can keep track of whether or not you're doing this. And I'm not doing it to check on you. I'm doing it to protect everybody in this organization. Because even though you're the ones who report directly to me, I'm responsible for everybody and I hold you to a higher standard. Simple as that. I, I don't want to get on my, my soapbox too much there, but well, you did well. My my soapbox uh, radar was up. I, I was, yeah, but I was but but it didn't it, it didn't go off, right? I didn't. No, get any, it was good. I'm, yeah, I, yeah. Look, well, folks, well done. if you really believe in this, and then you let one of your directs fritter it away, if I'm your individual contributor, I individual contributor, I say, well, Mike says he believes in, it and he only took one third, and then he let his director or his senior manager fritter all that away. Mike's not doing it for me. Mike's just doing it to prove that he's a good manager. I don't benefit. I mean, I suppose the guidance Mike gave whomever, the senior managers or directors is good, but if I'm not benefiting, how valuable is it to the organization that the person who's actually doing the work isn't benefiting when Mike is somehow benefiting? I would argue if Mike benefits as a senior person and I don't, the benefit's essentially lost. It's an academic exercise rather than organizational effectiveness exercise. Look, apply the one-third planning rule. Consider that one level down. Please don't take the entire time. Use a warning order when you can and hold your managers to the same standard. It's not foolproof, folks, but again, it's a good rule of thumb for adding value without destroying timelines and creating a, a world where everything's an ur ur urgent thing and nothing's important. Know how much time you have, not just when the deadline is. Don't live your life by the ending deadline. You live your life by a higher standard, which is what does my organization need to get this done? Yeah, sure. You need some time to think about things and you need time to determine strategy or tactics or key issues or, or potential pitfalls or landmines. Good. We want you. That, that's what your strategic insight, that's what your experience teaches you that junior people can't see. But your team needs to do their work too. Advanced planning doesn't negate the need. You can't do so much perfect advanced planning that all work done at lower levels will be by definition high quality. It doesn't work that way. So it's okay to take your time, but only your time and not the time of your directs and their directs and their directs. And that's why we use the one third planning rule. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you all next week. Meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>